Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man, a repository for holistic health, red pill masculinity, and ultimate freedom. Today, we're going to be talking about some uh, politics I'd mentioned in the inaugural Awakened Man podcast that was released a couple of episodes back that we were going to talk about politics. And look, we've talked about politics in holistic health news. We've talked about certainly the uh, IARC's class of carcinogens and the IARC, the International Agency on the Research of Cancer, is part of the, the WHO, which we're going to talk about today. We've talked about different government appointees to the FDA and the CDC, and we've we've talked about population control and eugenics and Margaret Singer. We've talked about government and politics before. But today, we're going to talk about our Presidente, our Caudillo, as we would say in my people's language, the Caudillo, our strongman, whatever you want to call him, whatever, whatever nickname moniker you want to give Trump. Our President is wanting to pull us out of the World Health Organization, or the who. Now, before we begin, hopefully you enjoyed our, our our long interview with Mo, and he talked about different aspects of uh, things that I really want to talk about on this channel. And we're gonna the plan is to interview other men and occasionally some women too. Interview some men on how uh, they have metamorphosized, how they have changed, and how they have grown in different aspects of their uh, MGTOW or men go in their own way life and how they've they fixed themselves financially or physically or emotionally or psychologically and all these things like that. So hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did not listen to it, go listen to it. It is a great, great interview. All right, let's hit it. This is from the WSJ. So some of you left, you're like, oh my God, since it's not from the Times, we can't let, you know, look, first of all, the New York Times, <laughs> has been caught even going back to the Russian Revolution. Reed, the dude that uh, uh, Warren Beatty did the movie Reds on, they've had reporters that have been open communist sympathizers for over 100 years in the journal. If you go if you go to World War One, you go to the Russian Revolution, you go to World War Two, they have been caught numerous occasions being essentially open shills for the radical left. So look, I'm not saying the journal is some veritable news enterprise, but I'm saying is like if you love the Times, please look into the, the sordid history of the New York Times. Trump moves to pull U.S. out of World Health Organization in midst of COVID-19 pandemic. The U.S. has formally notified the World Health Organization it will withdraw from the United Nations agency over President Trump's criticism of its ties to China. A move critics say will hamper the international fight against the COVID-19 pandemic and sap the U.S. of global influence. The U.S. State Department sent notice to the U.N. on July 6th. It would end its 72-year membership in the WHO. Quote, the president has been clear that the WHO needs to get its act together. Close quote. A department spokesman per said, said. 
Quote, that starts with demonstrating significant progress and the ability to prevent, detect, and respond to infectious disease outbreaks with transparency and accountability. And, and it's really those last two things, because we'll talk about here in a second. Trump's administration is not too happy. They feel like um, the, the WHO is, has been in collusion with China for some time. And look, we'll talk about this at the, at the end of the UA. With the UN, if you look at the the global court, the world court, if you look at the World Health Organization, if you look at all these these supranational organizations, they are left. The UN, oh my God, we'll talk about the UN at the end. They're all left, so it's not surprising they they do have strict ties to China because China, China, of course, is the the preeminent uh, communist country in the world, and its economy and its influence is is almost non peril. The exit won't take effect until next July, leaving it contingent on Mr. Trump's re-election. His rival for the White House, the presumptive Alzheimer-esque Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, said Tuesday the U.S. would remain if he wins. Of course he is, because the Democratic Party is a euphemistically wrapped up, prepackaged socialist party here in the United States. The president says the WHO, the U.N.'s chief global health institution, is under China's sway and has failed to respond adequately to the coronavirus pandemic. He has said the U.S. would redirect the funds it currently sends to the WHO to other, quote, deserving, urgent global public health needs, close quote, because the agency failed to make reforms the U.S. had requested. Quote, (laughs) classic Trump, they're a puppet of China. They give a lot of bad advice. The notice of withdrawal came as World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adenome Gabriusis, man, that's a that's a long name. But why? What is it? All these these supranational organizations all have like three names: Buchos, Buchos, Gali. Uh, you know, all, all the the heads of the of the UN. A lot of them have these 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 three these three names. The head of the WHO warned Tuesday that quote the outbreak is clearly accelerating and we haven't reached the peak. Close quote. Fear, fear, fear. So you need to keep paying since you pay fifty percent of the WHO's budget out of fear, fear. The organization noted that more than 400,000 new cases of coronavirus have been reduced, have been, I'm sorry, recorded globally over the post, past weekend, a number that had taken 12 weeks to reach at the beginning of the outbreak. Yeah, a lot of numbers. But again, look, we, we've had some episodes on, on, on the COVID numbers. And look, if, if you look at, look at George Floyd, George Floyd had COVID. They could count George Floyd as a COVID death. Dude gets bit by a shark. Dies from a shark attack. They find out he has COVID in his system. He's a COVID death. And again, a lot of people have had COVID. They have the antibodies now for COVID. They were asymptomatic or mild symptoms, but they're they're part of this statistic. So yes, the, the numbers are rising, and a lot of this has to do with testing as well. But doesn't mean really anything. You got to look at hospitalization rate. You got to look at fatality rate. But even the fatality rate is skewed. And again, the WHO, the CDC. They're run by big government lefties, and they have a vested interest in inflating the numbers of people who have it. The U.S. death toll topped 130,000 as of Tuesday. May they rest in peace. The country has 39.72 deaths per 100,000 residents, 39 deaths out of 100,000 residents, which places it among the top 10 countries in the world in that metric, according to the data compiled by Johns Hopkins University. On Tuesday, public health officials, legal scholars, and members of Congress from both parties and con- condemned the move, arguing that during the COVID-19 crisis, it would cost lives, hinder U.S. access to the global system for sharing outbreak data and vaccine research, and give China more sway over the U.N. It's a possibility. Right? 
quote. This is from Senator Lamar Alexander. He's a Republican. He's more mainstream Republican. Quote, certainly there needs to be a good hard look at mistakes that the WHO might have made in connection with the coronavirus, but the time to do that is after the crisis has been dealt with and not in the middle of it. Okay, that's a valid point. In a statement released on Twitter, Mr. Biden said, quote, Americans are safer when America is engaged in strengthening global health. On my first day as president, I will rejoin the WHO and restore our leadership on the world stage. And then I'll ask myself, what is my name? What is my name? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, Biden, like they, really the left just needs Biden to have three lucid hours because they can keep him lock and key right now with all his dementia, his, his, his burgeoning dementia. He, they need him to have three good hours in the debates, and that's it. And he, maybe he can get elected. Republican James Comer, Republican, he's more of, of kind of a Trumpian, ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, supported the Trump decision. China lied, the WHO complied, and Americans died, he said in a statement. All right, so let's let's backtrack. So why is Trump kind of mad at the WHO? Well, first of all, we donate a lot of money to the WHO. Secondly, the other issue is there is a, a belief or theory that the WHO kind of covered up a lot of the stuff that was going on in China in late late 2019 and early 2000. And if you go back to December, uh, that is when... China was kind of, I wouldn't say they were leaking information because China did try to do a really good job of essentially throwing into prison all the dissident scientists during that time were saying, this is a major problem, this is a major problem. And they had, they had a lot of them killed or thrown in prison. So again, this is communist country. Communist countries don't care about people. I mean, this is the same country that put tens of millions away de- dead in the Cultural Revolution. So, I mean, you, you can't expect a country like China, or no, not even say the country, it's, it's the CPP, it's the, the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, to care about human lives. No communist regime has cared about human lives. Communist regimes only care about staying in power, which is, you know, most most people in power, but certainly the communists. That's the whole raison d'etre of, of, of saying what they say, right? They always fight for the poor, fight for the working class. That's just a front to get in power, as you can see in the Bolshevik Revolution. But they just want to stay in power. So it's no problem sending people off to camps or you know, at re-education camps. So what happened was the WHO kind of knew what was going on in uh, the early part of 2020. And they made a lot of overtures saying that uh, this isn't going to be transmissible to humans, not to worry about it. And the belief is that there were a lot of ties, like the, the director of the, the WHO, the guy with the long name Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, has a lot of connections to the Chinese apparatchik of the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, so they believe that there was a conflict of interest uh, between uh, China and what was looking to be a global epidemic and a global pandemic later, and that the WHO kind of played it down until it was impossible to play it down. And look, I'm not going to go down the roads of the conspiracy theories, and we, we have previous episodes on COVID on whether or not it was a biological weapon that was intentionally released by the Chinese. And you know you know how it is right now with the cancel culture. If you call it, the, like, like here in the town I live in in Texas, the city council, the city council, issued a decree that if we call it the Chinese virus, you can get fined and imprisoned. I mean, that, that's the world we're in right now. We're in truly the Jacobin stage of the French Revolution. It's frightening. 
but let's keep going. The U.S. withdrawal would be a seismic event for the global public health regime, the WHO, and for America's position within the multilateral world order. The U.S. is the single largest donor to the WHO, giving about $450 million a year. Much of it earmarked for specific diseases such as polio, which has been nearly eradicated. Salk and Sabin, man. Polio, that virus is largely gone. I, I would recommend you look up how I... A lot of the early batches of polio had simian monkey virus 40, simian vorit 40. That led to a lot of cancer. Uh, but we, we're not supposed to talk about those things like that. That's conspiracy theories that we can't talk about. Uh, a U.S. exit would eliminate the funding going forward and leave the WHO more dependent on private donors, such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, its second largest contributor. Oh, Bill Gates, we love you. Look at the Gabby Initiative. I've brought this up on the vaccine episodes. The Gabby Initiative, which is part of the Gates Foundation, these, the the Gabby Initiative is all ostensibly, of course, about vaccinating the world and protecting the world from all these 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 things like polio and and and, and measles and rubella and, and haemophilus and all the things that we have vaccines for, but they they are sorted and. There's been cases in Africa and Asia where these 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 Gabby guys go in to vaccinate and they're killed, and uh, at the least they're pushed out of these these small villages because a lot of the women, when they had the vaccines done in a neighboring village or neighboring country, and it's gotten spread word of, word of mouth, have become infertile, or they've died from it. Go to the episode we did on Gardasil, the uh, the the tween drug that's given for. Uh, cervical cancer and we talk about uh the, the main lady that was pushing for Gardasil, the main lady doctor re retracted her view after a lot of women were getting premature a lot of tweens as you say were getting premature ov- ovarian shutdown and there were deaths and so forth so the gabby initiative is insidious do not trust anything that comes out of gates okay gates comes off as a goofy little microsoft guy no that that is it's it's he's an evil man so if the U.S. did bail, that's $450 million, which is almost 50%. And so you have probably, I'm sure the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, they're probably donors to this because all the nonprofit foundations are another not not too pleasant uh, history in, in, in the United States. Go to the Rockefellers, if you guys know anything about um, you know, the, the New World Order and so forth. The withdrawal would also reinforce a sense among Western leaders that the U.S. is retreating from the U.N. system while China grows in influence. Authorities in France, Japan, and Australia shared Mr. Trump's frustration with the WHO, was too quick to praise China in the early weeks of the COVID-19 pandemic, and in May, more than 150 governments backed a proposal to audit the agency's perceived failures. Sure, why not be accountable? I mean, that is part of a libertarian belief, and that should be part of belief of anything. Be accountable for your actions. Always be accountable. Don't blame others. Don't be a victim. So absolutely. It should be audited, just like the uh, Federal Reserve. You know, we, we have such, and of course, this isn't really a place, where, but we, we love the Federal Reserve. It's it's the America's bank. No, it's not. The Federal Reserve is a consortium of private banks that's never been audited. Okay, I just brought it up because they talk about the World Health Organization need to be audited. The, the Federal Reserve, look at its founding in 1913, Creature of Jekyll Island, great, great book that was written ooh, probably about 40 years ago talks about how how the Federal Reserve was created by the Rockefellers and all these big banking elites and uh, the Schiffs and the Warburgs and all these guys and how they set it up. And, and the Federal Reserve does not care about America, is not even run by it. The American government has no oversight at all. 
Since April, Mr. Trump has sharply criticized the WHO, whose senior officials commended China's draconian and ultimately effective measures to quash the virus. Mr. Trump has accused the agency of helping China conceal the spread of the respiratory disease in its early days. The WHO, a small agency with few inspection powers, says it relies on national governments such as China to accurately report outbreaks. See, now they're, 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 they're scaling about that. Hey, we don't, we, we don't have any power. It's all about the other countries. Scapegoat, scapegoat. The, the WHO says it made the information coming out of China available to Washington and to the many U.S. government agencies posted to the Geneva-based U. I'm sorry, U.S. government employees posted to the U, Geneva-based U.N. agency. Dr. Tedros, the head of the WHO, quote, we sounded the alarm early and we sounded it often, close quote. The, WO, the WHO said it was aware of the announcement about Trump pulling out. And they said, quote, we have no further information on this at this stage, said spokesperson Tyrik Jasarovich. Sounds Slavic. The WHO's founding documents contain no provision for countries to leave the agency because its founders didn't anticipate any country would want to. No government has ever left. It's like it's like the Civil War, right? It's like why couldn't the South leave during the the Civil War, right? Isn't 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 the Union a voluntary Union, right? We they they vote on it and uh, and they get admitted by Congress, and so can't states leave? But apparently not. Lincoln says that we can. That's why we lost what seven hundred thousand Americans during the Civil War. But let's not get let's not get sidetracked. The 1948 Act of Congress that authorized U.S. membership in the WHO required the country to give notice one year in advance of its intent to withdraw. Meanwhile, U.S. government employees continue to work at the WHO's headquarters in Geneva. The effort to quit the WHO could be open to a legal or congressional challenge, said Harold Coe, a professor at Yale Law School who specializes in international law. I'm no doubt either way. Even if Trump's reelected, I'm sure it's going to get bogged down in a bunch of stuff. The U.S. also would have to pay outstanding financial obligations under the 1948 Congressional Act. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres is assessing American compliance, his spokesperson Stefan Juzaric said. Uh-oh, we don't want the U.N. coming down on us. The formal announcement moves the Trump administration one step closer to its goal of creating an alternative global health structure outside the borders of the U.N. system. Administration officials have floated the idea of creating an office within the State Department Tasks were responding to pandemics. Similarly, a similar office was situated in the National Security Council until it was disbanded in 2018 and so forth. Hey, look, look if, we do, if we create an office within the State Department, I'm not going to have a lot of faith in that because we have a lot of episodes here in Awakened Men about the malfeasance and the conflict of interest, a revolving door that you find in the FDA, USDA, EPA, CDC, and so forth. So yeah, creating some some domestic national thing, albeit will probably look out for American interests more than the WHO would, but it's not going to have a lot of hope in this. And look, the last thing I want to talk about, the UN. The UN is not your friend. Okay? The UN is not your friend. And this is something... Again, we don't teach American history anymore. We don't teach it anymore. So a lot of people have no idea the history of the UN. Because we know the League of Nations was 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 founded after World War One. Wilson wanted to get us in it, but uh, Henry Cabot Lodge and other other American patriots said, "No way, we're not going to get involved in, involved in foreign wars. We already had one that was devastating." But then after World War Two, we decided to sign into the repackaged League of Nations called the, the United Nations. And if you look at the United Nations, Alger Hiss, one of the leading officials of the UN, was later found to be a communist spy. Richard Nixon 
when he was very young, was the attorney that prosecuted Alger Hiss, and that's how he became famous and eventually became JFK's uh, VP. I'm sorry, Eisenhower's VP, and uh, that's when he became famous for the prosecution of that case. If you look at Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World, his brother was high-level high UN, and if you look at the history of the UN in general, it is an openly, openly socialist organization. The common turn which was the Communist International under the Bolsheviks. Their goal was to spread communism throughout the world. This is why they would foment revolutions in different parts of the world, in Asia, Latin America, and so forth. The UN is essentially the common turn. The, the left has always espoused, and you can go to Bertrand Russell, you can go to H.G. Wells 120 years ago in their writings. Global government, global government. They want to have regional government like the EU, the American Union, the 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 Pacific, the Asian Pacific Union, and then merge them into the UN. And the, and the belief is like, you know, some people believe, oh, it's going to be like the Federation in Star Trek where we're just the whole world is going to be run by this benign power. Look, government is not benign. This is something that you lefties need to understand. Government takes, government corrupts, government steals with the power of force your money, and government is extremely inefficient. If you just look at America, at all the things that the government runs, they don't run it well. The VA, the Postal Service, for example, they don't run it well. But the goal of the UN is to have all the power in one organization. Now, look, even, even if you think that's a good idea, let's play, let, let's, let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say we eventually combine all these unions that, that have been in 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 their nascent state, and we eventually have the UN. Let's just say theoretically the UN then is the only global police force, the only global military, the only global currency, and they they control everything. And you might have a couple of good good uh, secretary secretary generals, but then what happens when you get the 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 horrible megalomaniac tyrant in that office, like Hitler? Remember Hitler was publicly elected in 1933, and look what happened with him. So you you could get chosen to run it, and then what? And if they end up being the freaking Antichrist, they have all the power and there's no checks and balances. That's the beauty of a multipolar state that we live in now. And even if you look on the microcosmic level with the United States, that's the beauty of a limited federal government because it has checks and balances. The states have powers the municipalities have powers. People have powers. Look at the, the Bill of Rights, not the Tenth Amendments and so forth. So there's all these checks and balances that are theoretically supposed to keep the federal government in, in check, but we know the federal government's grown exponentially under both Democratic and Republican administrations in the last you know 80 years, really, since World War II and the, and the Great Depression. But theoretically, uh, we have these checks and balances. If the UN were to grow and get everything they want, they, and they've been incrementally doing it, right? they do have the global police force, and they have the, the World Corps, and they have the WHO and all these these, these organizations— uh, if they do it, it, it comes at the expense of undermining the sovereignty of uh, these nationalities. And you can look no better than the EU. The EU, uh, th those countries really don't have their own domestic security policy anymore. It's the the EU's. And then the, it's essentially run by non-elected bureaucrats uh, out of you know Strasbourg and The Hague and, and, and Brussels and, and all the other different locales for the EU. And so, look, this is the problem with global government, is that even if you don't want to look at its leftist underpinnings and its leftist founding, if you have a global government and the wrong person or group of people gets into the power, it's going to be very hard to dislodge them. Also, I've mentioned this before, too. If you look at the religion 
of the UN, it, it's it's the great invocation. It's the Lucis Trust, the Lucifer Trust. Alice Bailey, who was a disciple of Madame Blavatsky of Theosophy. If you look at the great invocation, just look it up. It, it's it's the official religion of the UN, and the great invocation is like the alternative to the Our Father. And if you listen to it, it, it if you read the words, it's like may the light shine upon us, and may the light do this, and the light's Lucifer. So look, the UN is not pro-Christian, and some of you atheists will, I don't care, but the, the UN is, is is left. It's anti-private property, it's anti-capitalism, it's anti-Christianity, it's anti-Christian values. Even in the EU, the EU, when it created its charter, or recreated its charter, reaffirmed its charter a couple years ago, they refused to put in that Christianity was a antecedent beneficial force in the creation of Europe, which is a, a complete joke. If any of you know even a modicum of European history to say that Catholicism and later any denomination of Christianity didn't play a role in the formation of Europe is laughable. But again, the UN and all of its offshoots are virulently anti-Christian, virulently anti-Christian. So look, do do I do I think Trump's going to pull the us out of the WHO? Probably not. I think you know with him it's a lot of bluster. Would I care if he pulled us out? Yes, I would like it, because look, I don't like Trump. I I judge the ideology and not the uh, politicians because all the politicians are corrupt. Even on the 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 venality on the local and state levels is even worse than the national level. But I look at the ideology and I believe less government is better. And when Trump tries to do these things. And if he's really well-intentioned, I am, I'm totally for it. I'm totally for American sovereignty, heaven forbid. So we'll see what happens. Guys, if you like what we're talking about here, help us defray the cost of hosting this service and donate some money to our PayPal account. There's going to be a link in the episode notes. You can go to Naturopathic Earth, N-A-T-U-R-O-P-A-T-H-I-C Earth, Naturopathic Earth, which is the website for The Awakened Man. You can donate there. Also, please, please post an honest review uh, for this podcast and my other podcasts, The Essential Oils on Herbal Apothecary and Confessions of an Obese Child. It would mean a lot. You can also buy our books, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior and Confessions of an Obese Child, which you can find on Amazon, Kindle, or paperback. If you want to do some one-on-one coaching for weight loss or purging toxins out of your life or red pill awareness, contact me through the Clarity FM link. You can find in the episode notes or you can find at naturopathically.com. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time. Music attributed to Nine Inch Nails.